please take your Bible and turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Luke, chapter 1. Verses 18 through 25, remember God's word is holy, infallible, inerrant, and authoritative. Verse 18, and Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So it was as soon as the days of his service were completed that he departed to his own house. Now, after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. May the Lord bless the reading of his own word. All scriptures is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Please be seated. And let us pray. Our gracious Father, we... Once again, thank you for your word. Lord, your word is living and powerful. As we read in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Father, as we hear your word, use your word to prick us, Lord. Challenge us and increase our faith. Father, we pray for the help of the Holy Spirit to remove all distractions that we might have and help us to focus upon your word. Grant us understanding. And teach us how to apply your word in our lives. 
In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Last week we examined Luke chapter 1 verses 5 through 17. And we learned about the birth of John the Baptist promised. Remember it was the turn of Zacharias to perform his priestly duties in the temple. Apart from his priestly duties in the temple, he was also chosen for a greater task. By God's providence, the Lord fell on him to burn incense in the holy place, which means to offer prayer in the holy place. And not all priests got this chance to offer incense in the temple. It was a once-in-a-lifetime chance or never happened to a priest. However, Zacharias got that opportunity to offer prayers at the altar of incense in the holy place. And on that day, an angel of the Lord appeared to Zacharias at the altar of incense. The angel brought a very good news to Zacharias. God had heard and answered his prayer. God promised Zacharias that Elizabeth, his wife, would bear him a son. And God commanded him to name his son John. God promised that John would be great before the Lord and he would be a Nazarite. And moreover, John would be filled with the Holy Spirit and he would turn disobedient people to God. He will turn unrepentant people to God. So he would lead people to repentance and prepare the way for Christ. Last week we stopped at the deliverance of the message by the angel to Zacharias. So after hearing the message from the angel... What was the response of Zacharias? And that's what we are going to see in, the, in this text. And the first heading that we will be examining is this. Unbelief. Verses 18 and 19. Unbelief. When the angel appeared before Zacharias, he was terrified. He was in a state of shock. When he heard the message from the angel. And Zacharias responded to the angel. But his response indicated distrust in the promise of God. His response lacked faith in God's promise. His response revealed his unbelief. In God's promise. Unbelief was found in Zacharias. Yes, unbelief. 
Though Zacharias was righteous and blameless, a godly priest, one who would have known the Old Testament scriptures, sadly, he doubted God's promise. God promised Zacharias a son. Now the question is this, why did Zacharias doubt God's promise? Why did he not believe God's promise? And we all know. Remember, Elizabeth was a barren woman. Her womb was closed by God. And of course, according to science, it was impossible for her to bear a child. Moreover, Zacharias and Elizabeth were advanced in years. They were old. Zacharias was, a, was an old man, and so was Elizabeth. She was an old woman. But look at verse 18. And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? One version, another version would say, How can I be sure of this? And how can a godly man like Zacharias ask that question? And how could he doubt God's promise? At this point, it seems that he had forgotten the power of God, the supernatural power of God. He had forgotten that God created the heavens and the earth out of nothing by the word of his word, by the power of his word. He had forgotten that God brought the universal flood by his power to punish the disobedient people. Zacharias had forgotten that God, that God parted the Red Sea for Moses and the Israelites to walk on dry ground. He had forgotten the power of God. And Zacharias had also underestimated the power of God at that, at that moment. Well, we too sometimes tend to forget the power of God. We think of God as small. And we get distracted by many things like signs. And remember, never place signs above God or the Word of God. Never place signs above God or above the Word of God. At the same time, also remember, unbelief is sin. Unbelief is sin. Look at what the angel told Zacharias in verse 9. Sorry, verse 19. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. The angel introduced his name as Gabriel. Gabriel means 
man of God. You know, in the Bible, we only find uh, the names of two angels mentioned. They are Gabriel and Michael. The names of other angels are not given in the Bible. And we do not know the reason. The angels or angelos in Greek are messengers of God. These are not fallen angels. In fact, these are holy angels. They faithfully carry out the ministry of God on earth. And so the angel of the Lord, Gabriel, asserted that he stands in the presence of God, meaning that he was a representative of God and was sent by God to convey a message from God. That message should have been glad tidings or good news to Zacharias, according to verse 19. So Gabriel made himself crystal clear to Zacharias that the message which he delivered to him was not from man. Or it was not his message, but the message was from the Almighty God. God was the sender and Gabriel was just a messenger. When Zacharias asked, how shall I know this? It was a question concerning the power of God. It was a question concerning the authority of God's word. And that was foolish and disastrous. Unbelief in God's word is the root cause of the corruption of fallen man. It was the unbelief of Eve concerning God's promise that brought man to a fallen state. If you remember, God promised Adam and Eve in this way. Genesis chapter 2 verses 16 and 17. And the Lord commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall, you shall surely die. God promised Adam and Eve implicitly eternal life if they obeyed God's word. But then she doubted the authority of God's word. She was led to unbelief and that led to the fall of humanity. Unbelief. On God's word. Another example of unbelief. Remember the Israelites who wandered in the, in the wilderness for 40 years. For 40 years, the Israelites wandered in the wilderness. And this is what the author of Hebrews wrote concerning them. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 16. Verses 16 through 19. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses, 
Now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Many Israelites were punished for unbelief and thus did not enter the promised land. So take time to read Hebrews chapter 3 verses 16 through 19 concerning the unbelief of the Israelites um, in the wilderness and they were not able to enter the land of Canaan, the promised land. Unbelief. What about Zacharias? What was the result of his unbelief? So we come to the second heading. Chastisement. Chastisement, verses 20 through 23. Let us not forget that our God is a loving God and a good God, but at the same time, He's also a just God. Just God. In other words, He cannot tolerate sin. The holy and just God must punish sin. Unbelief is sin. So how did God chastise Zacharias? The angel pronounced God's judgment upon Zacharias. He would become mute, dumb. And the angel provided the reason. Look at verse 20. Because you did not believe my words. Failing to believe in God's promise has consequences. Failing to believe in God's promise has consequences. Zacharias failed to believe the promise of God. The angel pronounced chastisement upon Zacharias. Did that happen? Well, usually a priest would not stay at the altar of incense for a long time. He would be very careful not to utter rash words which might offend God. He would minimize his time at the altar of incense. So we are told that the people who waited for Zacharias outside the temple marveled, meaning they wondered that Zacharias took a long time. Remember, the people were also praying with Zacharias outside the temple as he offered the pastoral prayer. But what they noticed in him when he came out of the temple, out of the holy place, would have caused them 
to wander further. Look at verse 21. And the people waited for Zechariah and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. Zacharias was unable to speak to them. He was speechless. He communicated with them through some hand signs, according to verse 22. And they thought that he had seen some kind of vision in the temple, and they too could not understand what happened to him. And it seems that Zacharias remained mute even during his remaining time of service at the temple. And we are told that he finally returned home when he had completed his service in the temple. God chastised him. with muteness because of his unbelief. Although God just uh, chastised Zacharias, at the same time, he revealed his goodness. God revealed his goodness. So we come to the third heading, God's goodness, verses 24 through 25. Despite the unbelief of Zacharias, God showed kindness to the godly family. How? Number one, God revealed his goodness to Zacharias. God's chastisement upon, God's chastisement upon Zacharias was not forever. He would not remain mute forever. He would remain mute until the fulfillment of this promise, which is the birth of John the Baptist. Look at verse 20. Look at verse 20. Because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Which will be ful fulfilled in their own time. In other words, here we find the certainty of the fulfillment of God's promise at the proper time. Will be fulfilled. Certainty. See, when God promises something, it will be fulfilled. God has promised the second coming of Christ. Do you believe in that? Are you waiting for the second coming of Christ? Or do you doubt? There is a certainty in this promise. God promised that Christ will come again and surely he will come. So we need to be confident in this promise. If Zacharias was not going to be mute forever, then how long? 
Well, Zacharias would be mute for about nine months. In other words, he would have ample time to strengthen his faith, to meditate upon God's power and goodness. Hence, his chastisement was temporal and not permanent. And that reveals God's grace, mercy, and goodness. Second, God revealed his goodness not only to Zacharias, but also to Elizabeth. God fulfilled his promise in Elizabeth. Finally, the the barren woman, Elizabeth, became pregnant at her old age. How was that possible? The power of God. See, nothing is impossible with God. You know, Psalm 127 verse 3 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. Heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is reward. See, children come from the Lord. And only God can open a shut womb. The prayers of Zacharias and Elizabeth were finally answered. And we are told in verse 24 that Elizabeth hid herself for five months. Why did she hide herself for five months? We do not know. The reason is not given in this text. And thus we should not speculate. And for five months, it seems that no one knew that she was pregnant. She was in seclusion. Although she was away from people and the world, she was at peace. Her words reflect about her current state. Look at verse 25. Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach among people. At this time, Elizabeth spoke of the Lord. The Lord had brought the gospel to her after many years of suffering, disappointments, and hurts. Finally, the Lord delivered her from barrenness. The Lord had heard her prayer and intervened her life. He had dealt with her kindly. And we are told God had removed her reproach. God had removed her disgrace among the people. She would would no longer be despised by others. No one would say that she was a barren woman because she found no favor in God. The barrenness that she suffered for so many years had been removed. The righteous and blameless Elizabeth surely enjoyed the goodness of God all her years, but now at a greater level. So do you sometimes feel that the Lord is far from you? Completely detached from you? 
He's not willing to remove whatever reproach you are experiencing. Look at Elizabeth. God revealed his goodness to her. So do not get discouraged. Wait upon the Lord and he will deal with you gently and kindly with your reproach at the right time. So trust him. Well, we looked at this text under three headings, unbelief, chastisement, God's goodness. We learned the power of unbelief in a good man, Zacharias. He was a righteous and holy man, yet he lacked faith in God. We too may find the same weakness in us as Zacharias. But we can learn about faith from Abraham. Recall Abraham and Sarah. They were childless for many years. And God promised them a child when Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 years old. Sarah gave birth to Isaac at a very old age. From this, it is very clear that nothing is impossible with God. It was a supernatural event by God. It was a miracle. Let us listen to the apostle, Paul, what he has to say about Abraham's faith. Listen to this, found in Romans chapter 4, verse 19 through 22, and let me... Read it, and I'll read it quickly. Romans chapter 4, verses 19 through 22. And not being weak in faith, he, referring to Abraham, and not being weak in faith, Abraham did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Listen to verse 20 again. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. That was Abraham. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. And we should learn from Abraham that we should not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Rather, we should be further strengthened in our faith and we should give glory to God. Listen to verse 21, Romans 4, verse 21. And being fully convinced 
that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. We need to be gripped by this verse. Okay, we need to be convinced that no matter what, what God had promised, he would perform it. Calvin gives us some insight into Abraham's faith. Quote, Abraham did the same like Zacharias, and yet his faith is so highly applauded that Paul declares he considered not his own body now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Romans 4 verse 19. But, listen to this, but unhesitatingly relied on the truth and power of God, unquote. What Calvin is saying here is this. Abraham, without any hesitance, relied on the truth and the power of God. Abraham relied on the truth and power of God, but Zacharias failed to rely on the truth and the power of God. May we all, by God's grace, rely on the truth and power of God. One commentator pointed out this, quote, Luke has written about Zacharias' unbelief so that we would be more certain of our faith and more urgent to tell people about it, unquote. Doesn't that sound like um, verse, um, verse 4, Luke chapter 1 verse 4, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. That's what uh, Luke uh, wrote to Theophilus. So my friends, let us guard ourselves from unbelief. Let us seek God's help to ascertain our faith. Maturing in our Christian faith may take a long time. It involves the deepening of our understanding of what we believe. Let us tell others about Zechariah's unbelief, so that they too can guard themselves from unbelief and be more certain of their faith in God. They can be more certain on the truth and power of God. May God help, us, help all of us. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you, Lord, for this text. Thank you for enabling us to learn the unbelief of Zacharias. Lord, it only shows the general weakness of fallen man. Even the godly, Zacharias, revealed unbelief. But then help us to guard ourselves from unbelief. 
help us to learn from Abraham concerning faith. Father, we thank you for this text. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.